All right, welcome in, buddy. Listen, you kidding me? Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart, hooking us up with all this uh, awesome equipment. I mean, you treated us first class, you know what I mean, Sherm? Like I, everything yeah, I mean, we needed. I mean, I I just sat here and opened the door for them. They they brought everything for us. Yeah, Sherm space, Gerg, resources, like boys. We just got to work as a team sometimes. Yeah, that's all it is. Very special guest today, Kansas City native, broadcasting legend. Steven St. John. Wow. That's a hell of an intro. I mean, that's, that's what we a, think of you right You know there. what? Well, thank you very much. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to be here. Very impressed with this setup. Uh, really overwhelmed by it. Overwhelmed by these fucking lights. I feel like I'm either going to be interrogated or uh, examined. Yeah, either or both. Or both, yeah. You know, but that's, it, it, it's, it, it keeps me alert. Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely wakes you up for sure. So I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, and I'm I'm looking forward to being questioned. You know, usually I don't like being questioned in life, but uh, usually I have to I have to ask all the questions. So this is good. I'm glad. It's a nice switch up. I mean, normally, like you just said, you're the one you're the one asking us what's going on in the world, and we get to flip the script a little bit today. So it's going to be. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah. see how interesting of a guy you are. Politically correct. No, that's just, the best yeah. part about this compared to. Other things you can kind of really say what you want. Cuss. So I've cussed. Are you guys? I haven't heard. Oh you no! Say I mean, we haven't. Or... I haven't got into it yet. Okay. This, yeah, it will. But come you out. will. Oh yeah, East Coast will come. Was it one real of those quick. things like okay, all three of us, one, two, three, and then I jumped, and you guys, no, buddy, fucking like, sit back there and just say buddy, and don't, don't, you know. No. Once we get going and get a couple stories going, yeah, a couple words will come out. Who knows what it is? But that's what I want. We can we can say what say whatever we want, which is I want th- this th- shit to be dirty. That's why. That's why I think Perfect. we. That's why we did this. We wanted to. Be on our own. I mean, we did the show by ourselves, and we were having fun with it, but it, it just didn't feel like us. Cause we, there's a lot of rules. Yeah. Like, not rules, meaning like there's just – there's some words that we can you can say that makes no sense, but right. then you can say – can't say certain words like shit. Yeah, right? why can you say ass? Or you could you, say bitch. You could say bitch. You could say bitch. But you – I'll say, say I'll say, I'll say, say son of a bitch on the air. Yeah. Now, they, there's – they get uncomfortable, but I do say that. I say ass – um. Yeah, can't say shit. Can't yeah, say fuck. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. So, was broadcasting the uh, when you're growing up? Is that? I mean, we know you're a boxer, big time boxer. Growing up, was broadcasting at the front of the list, or how did that come about? Oh man, that's a good question. So when I was, I was always like uh, four years old, five years old. I was a weird little kid. Used to read the sports page, right? And so I'd always get, go get the newspaper first and get the sports page out and just read it from from back to front. And back when I was a kid, so I was born in 72, and like you said, uh, a native Kansas Cityan. I was born in the inner city of northeast, uh, northeast neighborhood of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and so you have to understand, right when I was starting to love sports, 76, 77, 78, the Royals won three straight divisions, 1980, and they're playing the Yankees. Go Yanks. Playing the Yankees in the playoffs every year. They lose in 76. They lose in 77. They lose in 78. Finally, they get past them in 80 and lose to the Phillies in the World Series and ultimately win the World Series in 85. But the way the Chiefs are now and Mahomes, that's the way the fucking Royals were mm. with George Brett. Yeah. And so how could you not, like any kid now, how could you not be a Chiefs fan? Right. But in the 70s and 80s, how could you not be a, a Royals and George Brett fan? But I loved football too. Um, and I grew up a Mizzou fan. And so I knew that I wanted to do something with sports. I knew pretty early that I wasn't going to be able to play sports professionally. I still had that idea that I was gonna I was gonna fight and I was gonna be good enough to do that but uh 
I, I, I love talking about sports. I love watching sports. Just everything. I love playing sports. I love playing Little League Baseball. I, lo- I, was, a, I was a big-time fucking bowler. That was my best. <laughs> I know. I, I joined a bowling league when I was in fifth grade. It was the bowling I was next to the house. I'd go over there on Tuesday and Thursdays and bowl in a league. I, mean, I was not very that's good. That's the one sport I'm like complete ass. I'll, that's like the only sport I can claim I'm not good at is bowling. There was a, there was a bowling alley called Allen's Bowl on Independence Avenue. And almost every kid, to, to their parents would try to keep my trouble, put us in summer leagues. And I was in a league year-round from the time probably I was five or six years old until I got to high school. And in eighth grade, my average was 179, and I was in the Missouri State Amateur Championship. I finished like 40-something out of a you know, bunch of kids under 16. But it was, that's what I fucking did, and it was pretty cool, and bowling was cool back then. Uh, and so I had fun with that, but I, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something with sports. I didn't know if it was going to be talking about it or writing about it. Uh, uh, but, but in some fashion, my career, my life was going to be, uh, revolved around sports and it just so happened it turned out to be radio. But yeah, I, I used to fucking do, I remember when I was 10 years old, I did a, a new year's, new year's bowl game preview for my grandfather and he was Mexican American, but he loved football and he loved boxing. He loved the Royals. He loved the chiefs. And so I got all the list of the bowl games and did this shitty, you know, game by game preview I remember the theme song used was was Rocket by Herbie Hancock, that instrument, bump, 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 bump. And, you know, welcome back to my New Year's, you know, some, I was like 11. And then I think I played uh, the going out, the, the, the outro music was uh, was Jump by Van Halen. Uh, yeah, the so, whole fucking production. I, fucking, I was, I was <laughs> like, 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 David, you know. And so, and, and he, I'd make, he'd listen to it, but it was terrible, you know. But I guess that was my first pick'em segment. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and my mother was always really, you know, in my head, like you can do, you, you could be in front of a camera. Well, maybe not with this fucking face, but you could be behind so we'll a microphone. See what the guests think after this episode. You, you were going to do something. And so I got a lot of encouragement from my mother. And so, yeah, uh, I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know it was going to be, uh, doing a, a morning radio show. Did you go to school for broadcasting? So, uh, I went to, uh, when I graduated St. Pius, I was, uh, number 79 out of 83 in my class. Not bad. Because not bad. I didn't give a shit. I gave no shits, That's which is just terrible. Things Sherman, are working out. I mean, fucking terrible. Sherman didn't graduate college, so. No, things are working well, out for we just fine for you. Right, right. <laughs> but see, and, and so I had a tough time in high school because my uncle, who was a Kansas City, Kansas police officer, uh, had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and it was, it was just a terrible time for my family. And my dad... Uh, when I was uh, would have been when I was a senior in high school, was uh, federally indicted, and he ended up going away to to jail for about nine years, and so that was all happened in my senior year, and everyone fucking knew about it. His name was in the paper, and the people whispering behind your back. I said, "Teacher, teacher, to give me shit about it." it was my senior year sucked, uh, and so I didn't do shit. And so the year after high school, I just I didn't go to school, uh, and I just I thought that wasn't going to be in my path um, until one time. I got into a fight in a fucking parking lot at a, at a Shoney's uh, after we ate a breakfast bar about two in the morning. You know, and it was, Shoney's? Where's that? Uh, is that Sh- Kansas City? They're, they're gone now, but there was just like, it, it was kind of like a, like a, like a Bob Evans or okay. like a, you know, whatever, something like that. And so uh, I remember going home and you know, I had to cut over my eye and stuff. Clear I was in a fight and my mom just fucking lost it on me. She was, You're going to fucking end up in jail like your dad. And so uh, I had been dating a girl at the time that was a senior in high school. I just got out of high school, and she was getting ready to go away to school. And I thought, you know what? 
fuck, I wish I was getting ready to go away to school. I, then, then it hit me, man, I want to go to college. I want to try to pursue my education. And so I had, I had a really high score on my ACT, even though I was shitty uh, in the classroom. And so I got it. It was open admission to Missouri Western, where you guys okay. had fucking training camp up oh. in St. Joe. Oh, Cougs. Uh, but uh, uh, the Griffins. Griffins. <laughs> what the fuck are the Cougs? Cougs. Where'd you get that Buddy, from? I went to an elementary <laughs> school today, and they were the Cougs. Oh. All right. Well, it's the Golden Griffins, baby. Let's that. go. Go Griffs. And so that's Go Griffs. Go Griffs. And so uh, I went up there, and I got in their honors program because my ACT score was a disaster. But still, I, I went to college, and I saw an ad in, a news, in, in, the, in, the, in the student newspaper looking for a sports columnist. And so I said, that sounds cool. I'd write about sports and get three credit hours for it. Went and did that. Um, was there for two years. Came back to Kansas City because to help take care of my uncle who had his condition to worsen. Transferred to UMKC. And uh, I, I got hooked up there as the sports editor for the newspaper. And uh, I, I was uh, one of the team managers for the basketball team. Uh, and that helped me pay part of my tuition and everything else. Uh, and I took some internships at a couple of radio stations and newspapers. And so my degree was actually in English uh, because they didn't have a journalism degree uh, or broadcasting degree. But I took broadcasting class and creative writing and stuff like that. And through internships, I decided I wanted to be a newspaper writer. And I actually covered some sports for a local newspaper, high school sports for a year or two. Realized that wasn't going to be it. And so uh, a lot of shit happened to lead me to start doing a, a weekly boxing show on back then Sports Radio 1510. That was my first gig in radio due, through my, through my uh, connections in boxing and it snowballed and 25 years later, here I am. You've been doing 810 for 25 years? Oh, yeah. So, no, the first, the first gig, like I said, was I, I, had, I fought in the Golden Gloves in 96 uh, at Municipal Auditorium. Well, wait. I was uh, heavyweight. All right. But just a small heavyweight, you know, but I, got, I, I could throw hands, but I get fucking hit a lot. I got no reach. I got no neck. I mean, you were Sherman. Sure, you get it? You were yeah. Sherman sure in your prime. Like, who's coming out on top? <laughs> oh, you know I have I mean? no idea. I'll give it to him. I'm going to fucking lean. I'm going I'm to lean towards Sherman there. I have no I idea. Know. We can go behind the barn after this and see what's going on. Nope. This guy, this guy always wants to go behind the barn. Well, I'm surprised there's not an octagon set up somewhere around here. Just a good the, idea. You just planned it at We should. We head. should get a phone booth. And see <laughs> so makes phone phone booth. Booth. I lost in the finals, but then I... I the, the promoter saw that I had a bunch of people, and that's all that matters in yep. boxing and yep. MMA, if you can sell tickets. So he said, if you ever think about going pro, let me know. And I said, well, I'm letting you know I want to go pro. And they, were, uh, they did uh, barroom boxing at the Beaumont Club, which was a country bar down in Westport. It's Char Bar now. Huh? It used to be Beaumont Club. And so once a month, they do uh, Monday night fights, and they'd, uh, they have the ring right in the middle, you know, and that's an old-school old country bar where they had the bull over in the back and everything yep. else. And so I got on the card, and I fought, and I won, uh, second-round knockout. And as I got out of the ring, and this was after I had met my soon-to-be wife, and she was five months pregnant with, with my son Richie. My mom was there, and she said, you just, and I just graduated from college because I fought in June of 96, graduated in May of 96 from UMKC. She said, you just graduated from college. You got a son on the way. That's your last fucking fight. And I looked at her and said, is it right? Yes, it is. Yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> that's, that's what, you know, God rest her soul. That was, uh, she was uh, a huge influence in my life. And when she said something that you know, adamantly, I knew that she was right. And so, and, and because I would have got hurt. You know, I was kind of, I'd take three or four punches to give one. And mine wasn't good enough for that to be sustainable over, over any kind of career. I mean, I'd probably say he's probably the voice of A-10 now. Yeah, I mean, no everyone question. knows Stephen St. John. 
over anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I think that's well, that's very nice well, of you. To I'm say just that. saying so that's. We'll, I mean, we'll that's, brag on you. I mean, that's the. I think that's the only reason me and Sherm continue to do the show after the season. We're like, if I mean, as long as we're on with Steven, like we'll be good. Like, yeah, Nate, well, yeah, we'll hang out for sure. I mean, Nate, not in a different story, but I mean, there's a reason why there's not. We have an extra chair. Yeah, right. You saw that we just didn't ask Nate to come on. How well, how long someday. how long have you worked with Nate? So that would have been um, 2000. I think since 2007. And what is it about him that you think gels? I mean, you guys obviously gel off each other and, and work together well for, I mean, it's what is that, 15 years? Yeah. Doing anything for 15 years as a, as a couple is pretty impressive. Speak to him on what kind of what person he is and how you guys really work together well. Honestly, he's one of the best people that, that I know. He's a great father. Uh, he's a great husband. He's a great friend. And he's one of those guys, we all have those people in our lives, you know, if I, if I call him and I need something, then he's going to do whatever he can to help you out. He's got a great heart. Uh, he's also very, you know, as much shit as I give him, he's a very talented broadcaster. He did sidelines for KU football for a long time. He did play-by-play uh, -play for KU women's basketball. He's one of the top soccer play-by-play -play men in, in the world right now. And he, and, he, and he can do uh, a morning show where, you know, we talk about, you know, testicular injuries and other things like that. And so he's got to he, – he could do pretty much anything. But what's really important, I think, for our show is we understand our roles. And he knows when to step back and, and let me go. I know how to push buttons and he knows how to push mine. But he also knows how to react. Uh, he's a great straight man when I want to be funny. Uh, he also has a great sense of humor. Uh, but he also understands the timing because you got to have – you got to be able to work as one, even though you're you're two different people, mm -hmm. and uh, and and he gets that because the, I think one of the worst things in the world when you have two two or three people uh, on a show is when everyone's fighting for the microphone, right. and everyone no I want to talk no I want I want to be the funny guy no I want to ask that question you got you got to understand well you know to play into people's strengths and you know I know what he's good at he knows what I'm good at and we check our egos at the door and we do what's ever best for the show or else motherfucker. If you're watching. Me and Sherm both looked at each other. I think we, we thought the same thing. Yep. On, on three, ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Lebo. Lebo. Yes. Lebo. Every time we, every Wait, time every we go time on, he's on there. it's like, he's buddy, just... Lebo, let me talk. Let Steven <laughs> talk. So we got to get Lebo. He comes in there. Yeah. He's always eavesdropping. He's always eavesdropping. He's like, the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, 100%. Yep. You guys no, ever watch we... Game of Thrones? No. I'm I, not a I, TV guy. Yeah, I did for like the first episode first season what or was something. it lord virus or whatever the bald one this is the the, the whisperers so he's here's all oh, the rumors and shit that's lebo no yeah we he love hears lebo. all we just like to give him a hard time we, we like, should yeah we, we we thoroughly enjoy coming on weekly with you guys and, and hanging out and, and shooting the shit and and talk football and yeah. talk about anything else i mean i know you had a, a busy weekend I mean, it started Saturday. How, how did how did that feel? Did you end up actually physically watching it, or did you just see clips of Mizzou's sixty-one yard field goal to beat K State? So the funny story we uh, we were on a client trip to Jacksonville. Yep. And so we get to Jacksonville, we land right around the time the, the game kicks off, and you know, like I said, I'm a I didn't go to Mizzou, but I'm a lifelong Mizzou fan. Uh, first memory was like Phil Bradley. Uh, quarterback he's a great quarterback Mizzou was a two-sport star and ended up being a really good first baseman for the Seattle Mariners anyway um and so I've, I've, I've got you know I've, I've got on my the, the, the game on the phone we're on the bus to the hotel and I'm so I'm able to see everything right but I'm, I'm fucking dying I'm on the phone with my earbuds yep. in or whatever so we get and we're seeing at Margaritaville 
uh, down on the beach in Jacksonville. So we get there. My wife's with me. We get up to the room, and I told her, as soon as we get there, we're going to change and you know, go out to the beach. You go out to the pier, and because uh, then later on we're going to go to dinner. And we get there, and once we get checked in and everything else, and I get everything hooked up with the, with the TV, it's like the third quarter. And it's a close game. Time to lock so in. So you're not and going. She knows, you're she not going knows, to be, yeah. And she looks at me. She, she goes, we're not going to the fucking beach right now, are we? I said, we are as soon as this game is over. <laughs> yep. I said, we are as soon as. I said, this is going to be half my show Monday. I said, we get, this is, we get, you got to let me watch this game. And so then, okay, she's she, whatever. And so she'll let, she will watch most anything with me, but nothing makes me angrier for some reason than Mizzou football because I always feel like there's, there's that shoe that's going to drop, that kick in the balls is going to happen fit down the flea flicker all the stuff so we're watching this game going back and forth and i'm just trying to get through it and i'm thinking you know let's have a positive outcome so we can have a great weekend and i won't be all pissy going down to the beach and so uh when it comes down to the the mevis is going to attempt a 56 yard field goal and then mizzou gets that penalty that i mean who gets a fucking delay of game on a game-winning field goal and I'm like, are you, are you I'm, and I'm steaming at that point. So I know what's going to happen. Instantly in your mind, you said, he, there it is. Here goes. This is, I, here, I, and so then, fuck. so this is what's going to happen. So then they're going to try the 61 yarder. They send that Brooks kid out there. who's was a badass return man in the end zone. Kick and six. so in, in, in my mind, Auburn, I'm thinking Alabama. they're going to fucking try to kick this field goal. 61 yards. He's going to return it. And that's how it's going to be. And it just, it's going to be a dagger. And so I'm sitting there watching and I think to myself, for all the bullshit that Mizzou fans have been through, it's all, the, all that negativity, all those bad losses, can the football guy just put it all into this kid's leg right here and let him kick a 61-yarder? And I'll shit. I told her, I said, I'm going to run in the ocean if they win. She <laughs> said, you are not. You'll hurt your back. I said, I'm running in the fucking ocean if they win. And so then he, as soon as he kicks it, I, I, I go, <gasps> and it, it, it just looked right. You yeah. know what I mean? I go, <gasps> and I looked, and he goes through, and I'm screaming. I'm yeah, man. I'm just jumping up and down, but then the guy on the SEC network right goes, and there's a flag down. You better not. But then all the fans are on the field, and the refs are talking about it, and they just run off the field. I couldn't believe it, and that led to a great weekend in, uh, in Jacksonville, and uh, I can't believe he made that kick. That's usually how Mizzou loses the game, and they won that game against Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing for in that situation, though, it wasn't like – they were down by one. Yeah. And they needed the – it was, hey, no if you miss, we'll go into overtime. We'll see what happens. If you make it, you're a hero. I think it was – that's what – I don't mind seeing those field goals at the end of the game because, it's like, either you win or you go into overtime. Right. I hate seeing the ones where you're down by one, the kid misses it, and he – you know, being athletes, like, you know everything you think that entire game's on you. Oh, yeah. Regardless of, like, 85 things that happened before that, in that moment, you're like, the game. I, I lost the game. And that's, that's devastating to a lot of those kids. So, Mizzou, Royals, Chiefs, rank them. Oh, Chiefs, number one. Um, fuck. It's okay. You can say the Royals suck. Give it a little recency well, I, bias. But, to no, but, but like, but like, not. In, in, I get more what I get emotionally wrapped up in Mizzou and then the Royals. I mean, I love the Royals, but I, I get, yeah, I get so wrapped up in 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 Mizzou, you know. And it's, I've, I've we've had and we've had great memories of the Royals too. But taking my kids down to football games and basketball games, and just there's nothing like a college atmosphere, you know. You just get all wrapped up into it, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I but but 
it's hard for me to watch baseball anymore, to be honest with you. I can't sit and watch a whole nine inning. I love baseball. I'm a freaking rotisserie baseball nerd. I love the statistics. I love stuff like that. But it's just, it, it's been better this year with the pitch clock. And it's been better this year with the Yankees fucking falling apart. That's been funny. That's, yeah, 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 it's just, it I mean, it's just when you watch it, it's like, oh, look at that. They, fucking, yeah, they, they lost know, again. It is. Like and then I remember the about your guys' I mean. bet, and it's funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah it's coming up. Yeah. But, but, let, but let, me, just let me say this is about this weekend. Deduct it. Fuck Jacksonville's weather on a Sunday afternoon during a football game. For a little and, warm. I, and I'm who I. Are we, I've been there. It, I know. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck you can play in that. That was. That was Toasty? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's like a blanket smothering you're in you. A, you're in the steam room. Yeah, you're in a steam uh, I room. I mean, especially sitting in the crowd, like around a bunch of people. Oh, that would be, oh I wouldn't. Eat, but that's, that's it was brutal. You're not. It's, you're it's not almost th- like deer hunting. Deer season opened. Don't go out. There's no. I've done it before where I've gone out like the first couple nights of deer season, and it's been 90 and humid, and I'm sitting there in a blind in camo, and I'm like. I'm, I don't. Why am I doing this? Our clothes were soaked by the end of the first quarter. Why yeah, didn't you get the pool tickets? Miserable. I told well, you to get in the I pool. I don't. I think I would have had to get tested for some STDs if I got in that pool. I didn't. That's there were some things floating around. There were some things in there. I didn't want to be at the hotel. Be like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, you guys have a good time. I'm gonna stay in the AC, watch it at the bar. But it ended up being good. I mean, it was it was a fun. Like I I don't mind defensive battles, and so there was a it was a fun game. But boy, it just felt like I was at a college game with the. It's like a real, just a cheesy atmosphere and the game day presentation. I, I it makes me, I do like doing it because it makes me appreciate, appreciate Arrowhead even more. And I, being there, just appreciating the game day experience, the tailgating, and just the it's it's like night and day. Oh no, it caught, I mean Jacksonville doesn't have the best fan base. I mean they they showed out for the that playoff game they had last year, but. I don't think that. I mean, that's you can see. It's probably more. It was probably more red in that stadium than. Oh yeah. Than whatever color they are, blue. Like one, one side was all red, but it makes you appreciate Arrowhead even more. Yeah, I think that's. I think anybody that's been to Arrowhead on a consistent basis, or really just visited one time, they're like, "Damn, that place is sick!" Like they they you really can, show out before the game, after yeah. the game, during the game. It's, Everything about it. Yeah, it's special. Well, I remember the year before I got here. I, we we came in. Uh, we, it was 2012. We did a joint practice with the Chiefs up in St. Joe and then had a preseason game down there. And you guys had a ton of fans for a preseason game. I was in Arizona. Yeah. They don't, I mean, we had to go silent count at home against the Steelers. That's how bad it was. We had no fans. Everyone's – no, one no one's really born and raised in Arizona. Everyone's moved there, winter how, or, you know, whatever – so you get all these people from the East Coast that move there. I mean, you play the Giants, Cowboys. Well, Cowboys travel good anyways, but you're you're doing silent count like you're on the road at your home stadium. It's it's crazy. But no, Arrowhead's awesome. The whole experience, the the pregame, the dude, the, the fact that there's fucking people in line for that la- that Thursday night game at four thirty in the morning. That's wild shit, though. I've I never, I wouldn't never, make it. I've never gone to that level. No, I no, would. Yeah, there's no way, buddy. Like, think about how tired you would be after that day. They're not, like, you won't even be. I'm tired just car. coaching Rex's football game this yeah. past weekend. Or four thirty, you're just sitting there tailgating. And you're like, damn. They tailgate. They have a whole full on spread tailgate at four thirty. They wait until the doors open. They take everything apart, put it back in their car, go to their spot, Set unload up. everything, and then tailgate again. And see, now I've I've turned into my dad in the respect that. Like, any time we went anywhere when I was a kid, all my dad cared about was parking. Like, how, how easy can how, – how, what, what, what kind of spot can I get? Oh, yeah. How quick can I get out of this place? 
you know, how convenient it's going to be. It's now like me and Lebo divisors, these, these, these pockets, these windows, we can kind of slide in after the, the initial rush of tailgaters and before the late arriving crowd. And so it's down to a science where we can get in. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to battle any crowds. I just want to get in the stadium and then get out. Cause I'm too oh, old to trust jack me. shit. I know. I, that's why I hate going downtown or the plaza or anything like that because of the parking. I was going to say that's, I mean, when the Royals go downtown, that's going to be a pain in the ass. How easy is it just to go to the, the stadium park? Yeah, but it's still, e- it's still way easier than going to Arrowhead. I mean, it's, there's only, at, at the most, if it's sold out, 40,000. They're, they're not getting anywhere close to that. If they're losing 100 games still, it won't be that big of a pain in the ass. I mean, I'll be I there mean, tonight. You know I mean, like, time, VIP parking tonight. Like, yeah. Oh, I've done that before. You that, ever done that? Parked between the stadiums? Yeah. That's the best. No, but I didn't have a... I had Barry Rubin, uh, myself, and one other guy. We were going to the Royals game, and we had tickets. I don't know how. I think we got them from Billy Butler or whatever, and we didn't have the parking to park over there, but I'm like, that's where it's at. That's right. We walk right in. I mean, we're going to that gate because Billy got us his tickets anyways. I'm like, hey, just act like we belong. Act like we belong. Don't look at anyone. Don't make eye contact. We just drove right through everything. We just drove right by the security guards waving to us, telling us to stop. He's got to give them that wave. I get, you, give him, you give him the two fingers. You, hey, we're good. Let me tell you. Pull, pull the spot up and we're good. That's the key to Arrowhead. Act like you know where you're going. Like yeah. you're supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be there. Been coming there for 30 and years, boys. And they're, I'm yeah, good. They're, they're not looking to stay because they got a lot. They got 30 other thousand people to they deal with. They got people with. that really have to. No, I got to be up there. I got to be on the air. I've said that so many. I got to be on the air in 45 minutes. I don't have to be on the air for two days, but still, no let me in that. there. That's exactly right. Because I say it with authority. But I tell you what, Kaufman seeing him be jumping on Saturday night, and I don't care if I get made fun of. I told you I'm old, but I'll be at Kaufman Stadium with Guns N' Roses and Alice in Chains. This Saturday? Let's go, man. There? Guns N' Roses. Yeah, they're this playing Saturday? Kaufman Stadium this Saturday night. Damn, I didn't know that. Mm. Sounds like fun. That'd be a good night. <laughs> See, Gary needed all that. I'm not a fucking music guy. You can't roll yeah, Guns N' Roses. Better, like, you know, I mean, Guns N' Roses yes. is classic. Classic. Couldn't name one song. Yes, you could. Name a Guns N' Roses song. I'm serious. I can't name. Like, I, I could, if you played one, I'd probably be like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. He's but, playing, you know. isn't he? Is he is he exaggerating? He doesn't know one Guns N' Roses I'm not song. a music no, guy. He doesn't know. I don't know if he knows any of these. No, I'm definitely not a music guy. You want me to? Do you want me to give you a title and see if you know it? I wouldn't know it, but if you played, you a would song, know it. All right, go ahead. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet child of mine. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. November rain. Nope. Bullshit. Nope. Not by the name of it. I mean, if I heard it, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a music guy. But <laughs> all right. So we go. How we met? Sherwood looks disgusted. Right. We come on the radio. I come on the radio in I don't know September of last year, and. Matt Beasler introduced me. He's like, hey, these guys want you to come on. So I come on. You know, like when you first meet somebody, it's, I feel like I'm kind of stiff. Like, what's the word? My wife is you still, still, are. still shocked that you go on weekly and yeah. talk on the radio. It's like I got and have a podcast because no you, emotion. You, yeah, you've got nothing. You didn't mention our first interaction. You don't even remember it. Oh my god! Yeah, shit, I do. You can go ahead and tell the story weird, now. That I remember weird opening day at Coffin State, twenty seventeen. Yeah, and so Nate and I were uh, there was there was a pre party that was put on by the Chiefs over at the uh, uh, over at Arrowhead, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, so we go over there and we're in there and uh, and Mahomes was in there, 
And so, but this was before he was a starter. It was during, you know, he was a rookie still. And so I told Ness, let's, let's go get a picture with him. We'll post it on the page and say, hey, you know, because he had a George, he had a powder blue, I think, George Brett jersey on, right? And that's, let me tell you, so that's the way you get into Kansas City's heart real quick. Oh, yeah. Throw on something to George Brett or Len Dawson and you're fucking in, right? And so he, he had that George Brett jersey on. And so we went and took a quick picture and posted, and, and people went ape shit, right? But then you look at the picture, and here's this jerk. He's in the back with this photo. I'm like, oh, like yeah. right, That's, right. Yeah, I, I mean, like, listen. Typical gig. It was good, though. We looked back at it, and it was hilarious. And then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're walking around the stadium. Right. And like, like you said, it was Pat's first year. He wasn't, he wasn't the starter. People knew him because he was obviously the first-round pick, but. You walk around the stadium. They start noticing. Everybody wants a picture. Like, by, by, this was after the game, I think. Was it after? No, it was before the game. On the way out, there was like 40, 45 more people asking for pictures oh, on yeah. every single yeah, picture. Because they, they put his, he put it, he posted it yeah. before he left the game. So, so every single picture, I just pop my, pop my face. Stamped with Gary Dieter's approval. I mean, you got to do that. You know what that's I mean? Awesome. Like, I'm undrafted. I got to make a name for myself somehow. Yeah, so, that's how you did it. But so, but so Nate says he met you at some kind of board meeting or something. Yeah. And he's the one that approached you because he he likes to take full credit for you coming to the show. So did, did that not happen? So I could throw that in his face? No, that did happen. So he did. But I got CT, you know what I mean? Like, so, but he approached you. So yeah, what, did yeah, you yeah. tell me then? I, I shouldn't be asking questions, but what did you think of that little guy coming up to you and talking to you like that? Were you like, oh, I man. think I told you guys last week, it was like, this guy comes up to me. He's like, uh, and I I know what, I, I don't even know of him really. I just, he came up to me. We're in the same uh, meeting for a, a charity event. And he's like, Hey, you want to uh, come have barbecue at my house? I'm like, what? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he's like, you want to? He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm really getting into smoking meat, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That could be taken in so many different ways. I'm like, you gotta yeah, watch yeah, it. yeah, you don't know. yeah. Well, I'll come over, blah, blah blah. So like, I don't think anything of it, and then I think Beasler, the week after, was like, hey, do you want to go on the show? They want you on. So I go on, have a lot of fun, and then like a month later, I get Sherman. What was your first impression in getting that? I guy? only went on because. I wanted to hang out with Steven. No, that's a lie because I asked you to come on. But now you go on to hang out with Steven. Yeah, now I don't even need you there. I'm, I'm, I can run the show. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's but second. like first impression, this guy comes on. I mean, you know of him from his playing career. What do you, what do you think of his broadcasting game, his radio personality? See, I thought he would have a good personality, a good sense of humor, because every year at training camp, one of the highlights would be what this guy was going to show up, what he was going to be wearing, right? Prima Donna, yeah. So, yeah, but I, mean, <laughs> but I thought okay, he gets it. He's, you know, he's playing into it. He's having fun with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, so that's what I expected. And, and you pretty much, you've been what, what I thought you'd be. But that one, but I, I will tell you that, what was it? You were pissed off about something. Because remember, I was doing the show from home because I had back surgery. Or, and there was, there, was, there was something that was said that, that pissed you off. And you walked up and you acted like you were mad the first time you came in there. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was you getting away in my truck. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. We told oh, the story about that. Yeah, he was a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I, li- I literally the text or the phone call I had, he's like, yeah, I, we've been on radio, national radio, local radio all day telling how, how awesome you are about giving your truck away. I'm like, I have no idea, like, who we talked to. I don't know who, how we got. Matt Light was involved. 
And then yeah, LaRoche texted you, me. He goes, hey, <laughs> hey you, you, give, me a, give me a call. I got an idea for your, you know, yeah. I want to come on your show. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, Anthony Sherman's give what a great fucking guy. Let me let me promote this as much as I can. Yeah, perfect. Hey, well, <laughs> and we, 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 we pounded that shit so much. Oh, Anthony great. Sherman giving away his truck. Can you believe it's this? Great, what a guy. Just, it's a yeah. great American. Yeah. It's a great American. That's exactly right. That's what was said. And yeah. so, yeah, that was our first interaction. You act like you were pissed off about that. But, no, I, I – Hey, look, we have a, an opportunity to interview a lot of former players, a lot of former athletes, and, you know, hey, some are pricks, some are good guys, some get it, and some, uh, you know, are, are, are fun to be around, but you guys have been great. And so that's, and, and trust Thank me, you. the same thing that it goes both ways, I wouldn't want to have you on the show if you guys weren't into it and didn't enjoy it and, uh, and, and didn't seem to be engaged with it. And so that's why I always look forward to Thursday because also, too, it's not all, it, it doesn't, and just like my show, I don't want to sit and talk about sports yeah. over and over again. We're going to have fun. We're going to jack around. We're going to, you know, I'll take a shot at Nate. You know, I know that's going to happen every Thursday, so I look forward to it. Yeah, how do you, obviously your guys' show was built on the reoccurring guests. How do you maintain those relationships, like the Buster Onlys of the world? You have so many awesome guests that come on. I've really been coming on. how he gets Buster on this show. <laughs> I, I've heard it. I've heard it, but like, I mean, you, you we listen can get to the you show. Buster. We listen to the show every single week, and it's like, this guy's got so many people that come on and want to come on and have a good attitude about coming on the show. What is, what is it about you guys that, that people are drawn to? So I think it's very important. Like, especially now, I think when you watch ESPN or, uh, or, or whatever national, uh, sports, you know, FS1, mm -hmm. a lot of it's based on debate and, right. and, and fake debate. You could tell, well, you know, before the show, hey, you're going to take this side, you're going to take that side and we're going to yell at each other for, uh, for 30 minutes or we're going to yell at our guests and debate with our guests. And I just get turned off by that a lot because, you know, I, I know what I don't know. Right. And, and I know what I know. And so when I have a guest on the show, I have a guest on that has an expertise in a certain field. Clearly they know more about that. Buster knows more about baseball than I do. You guys know more, more about football than I do. And I think you would be ridiculous if I had guests on and I wanted to continually argue with them and disagree with them and challenge them when it wasn't necessary. Like, for instance, like Jeff Chidea from NFL Network and NFL.com, he's great, and we'll debate back and forth when we generally don't, disagree, don't, uh, don't agree about something, but he's, 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 he comes from, uh, you know, from a, a position of knowledge, and he, he, he understands football, he played football, but he also is not just going to say what, Chiefs fans want him to say, and that irritates people, and I'll kind of stick up for the Chiefs, but we'll go back and forth. But it's always, uh, it's always honest debate. Um, and, and so I, I just, I, I never like when a host is, is, you know, tries to show or tries to prove that he knows more than the guest. Why do you have the guest on if you know everything? And so I, I, I like to have people on that have good opinions, strong opinions, and let them, you know, let them demonstrate uh, what they know and, and, uh, and, and hopefully give the listeners something that, uh, that's worthwhile, that's worth the time that they spend listening to the show. Have you ever had a, uh, a very bad take or bad opinion where every Chiefs fan or Royals or whatever fan in town just got on your ass all day long? Oh, let's talk about your own. I mean, you had one this past week. Yeah, I know, buddy. Like, do you know about this? The Sky Moore thing? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. They're coming after And I'm like, They didn't I'm, like that. I didn't even, like. All you said was you don't know why people bought into the hype last year. Like, he's a second-round pick. Yeah. Would you are you happy with him being a second round pick? I don't think he's a second round pick. And and, and for me, and, and what I said so is, far is at the career. time I and I know 
and you guys know this. It's it, it. We just look at stats, yeah, and we look at you know what a guy could do on the football field. But that's not everything that goes into picking a player or signing a player. He's got to fit as far as personality. You could bring in a prick that could be the, the, yep. you know could disrupt the locker room, and so I I've just said that from a football perspective, I would have picked George Pickens. And yeah. they had a chance to stay where they were and take George Pickens, who, by the way, had 120-some yards and a 71-yard touchdown last night. Explosive. But I also understand oh. that he's got issues that, that some people don't like him, and he's, he's got issues on and off the field or whatever, personality issues, whatever. And so I know it's, chemistry is important and everything else, but people give me shit about that still, you know. You know and, but – Pickens is a really good receiver. Like I, yeah. I don't know. That's why I, I felt last week. I'm like, it wasn't what I said wasn't even that bad. Don't I'm like, I'm at, I'm, say what you mean, man. I just said it. I said he, to me, he's not a second round pick receiver. But he could grow words. into it. I mean, this is only his third. I mean, he's going into his third game of his second year, so there could be a big jump. But put it this way, he's getting close to getting yet. cut from my fantasy team. I'm just gonna say I cut him already, and I, I, I don't want to, but I'm getting I, close. I did it's it. Not he even my a touchdown. It pissed me off, but that's fine. I went with Rashid Shahid from the Saints. But whatever. And I knew that as soon as I cut him, he would score a touchdown in Jacksonville. So I did that for Chiefs Kingdom. If he would have been on my team, he'd have been That's another good. zero. That's a good, yeah, you're a good so I, team player. The kingdom was more important than my squad, the competitive pricks. So all-time bad take yourself. Do you have any? Competitive pricks. Okay, you say that. Hold on. That's their name. That's their name. Yeah. I mean, with with EB being gone and the Chiefs offense not being, I mean, what do you say? Do you have any thoughts on that? As efficient? Well, I tell you what, Washington looked real good. Yeah, they and that did. comeback and that Sam Howell looked good. And I know that they had, what, uh, nine different receivers with multiple receptions, 10 receivers overall. That reminds me of something, you know. And they were able to run the ball five-plus yards a, a carry. And Sam Howell, or Sam, he, 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 looks good. he looks good. That offense looks good. I, uh, I was asking that question during the show. We've seen the Chiefs. What, what, what's been kind of uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic so far? A lot of mistakes. A lot of penalties, sloppy. Some sloppy ball, and to me, I've talked to enough people talking to you guys. It feels like EB was a guy that held Stick everyone accountable. Him. And if you make a mistake, that's who you don't want to fucking walk towards mm-hmm. on the side. We've tried to avoid him, and you know, uh, and so, I mean, you guys would answer the question better than me. You think the Chiefs are missing him a little bit? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Nagy. I think Nagy's an awesome OC. I think he'll be just fine. But there, there's something to be said about someone that, that cared probably more about l- the little things of a football team than EB. Got to have it. In, and that's the only way you're going to ha- sustain success in this league is doing those little things with perfection. Wouldn't he always say detail the details? Detail the details. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's exactly right what now it, it looks like, like what they're missing. Yeah. And I'm not saying Nagy's not on it, but that, that man demanded respect. And earned it. I think you got day used to day yeah, out. with EB being there as the OC for what four years. I think you got used to just that brand of football. Like, okay, these guys aren't going to make mistakes. They're going to be on assignment. They're not going to beat gonna, themselves. Yeah, they're not going to beat mm-hmm. themselves. And I think it's just like you said, uncharacteristic that they're making these mistakes and the offense just doesn't look great right no, now. No, I mean especially after. I mean honestly, I mean what I don't I know Sam Howell's new this year to like starting for them, but. I mean that team, that team looks good right now. He Offensively, does, uh, loaded division. Does and have a lot I, of experience you, beating Denver though, so you know he does. He, he does again. have. But did you see the clip with? Uh, I was going to Brissett like right behind EB, and he kind of gave him one of the hands. I've been there. 
And then he's probably telling him about a situation or something that he, he he's not aware of. And then he's just like, EB's giving the handout. Yeah. Cause he Bursette's like right here and there's a clip on Twitter on it. He's right here. And he kind of gave him like, stop, stop. No. And then people were making a joke saying like, he wants to go in and it was, they were down 21, three, but I, I've been there. I sit too, I stood too close to EB too many times and I would yell something. He'd be like, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm in the game. He's like, no, you're not. Just sit your ass right there. Maybe that's what they need. But, I mean, hey. Yeah. I, I was mean, like, you're right. I'll shut up. Yeah, we'll see how we'll – see how I'd say, like, let's give it half a season and let's kind of reevaluate. You never want to make uh, early predictions. but No, but I'm so saying far, right, as of right now. Not looking great. How come, so how come everyone's so surprised he's on the radio like you said your wife is? They just – He doesn't he, talk. He doesn't talk at all. It depends on who I'm with. No, he, now we can – we can get it out of him. Like, I mean, he, I'll talk to him every day, but like when he's like in a group or around people, he doesn't know really well. He won't talk. The strong just, silent type. Yeah. He'll so just, was, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like just give you one of those. And nope. you're like, mm. yeah. He, and my, my, we've been together. We've hung out a bunch and, and she's like, he, he doesn't really talk much. And I said, ah, he's shy when he doesn't really want to talk to anyone or doesn't know the people. He just won't talk. So then what were your first impressions that first day when you walked in to do the show? Because you didn't have him by your side. You were solo, man. Yeah, but that's like when you're, you walk in, you're not really comfortable. Like now I'm comfortable enough in the studio where I can like kind of say more what I mean. I think when I first got there it was like, all right, I got to say the right things. I was, yeah. I was still in like the football mode where like the P, if I say something wrong, like, Ted or, or Brad might Ted get Cruz on would be me. be on your ass. Brad yeah. G would be on your ass. But now I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, let me just say how I feel. And sometimes Chiefs fans, they're passionate. They're very uh, passionate is the right word. They're just passionate about their players. And, and they just don't like when anything bad is said when sometimes it's the truth and the truth hurts. So do you hear from any of your, of, of your former teammates that listen to them on the radio and think, I can't believe this guy's on the fucking radio. He never said nothing. No. It's more he, so, he it's would, more so it's, with him. Oh, they don't, they can't believe you're on the radio. Yeah. When we went to practice, they're like, Sherm's on the radio. Sherm's a media guy now. Like would have never fucking thought. I'm not really a media guy. Buddy, you're a media guy. You're on the radio once a week. He says you're a media guy. Hey, he's breaking news. Remember that two weeks ago? He did break news. Hey. And that thing was viral. I was right. We played the breaking news siren and it worked and it was right. I was right. You're one for one. One for one. No, I mean. Media guy. No, but I was media guy because I didn't care for the media when I was there. Because Why not? You don't like guys like Steven? Let's get into this. Why Come on. No, it not, wasn't. Yeah, no, it was never Steven. I mean, you know, example. you both know who I'm talking about. Cause say and, it. No, I'm not going to say it here because oh, it could ruin relationships. Off, I know places. who you're talking about, but I'm not going to. But yeah, I know. We, we, yeah. So, no, I think a lot of it's like uh, you You guys are. Not Nate. No, it's not Nate. You guys are different because you're not giving. Like you're just giving your you're just guys who are just bullshitting back and forth. Right. They're not like, acting like they actually. They're know, not acting know. like, like they. Not like you've the said building. it multiple times. I'm like I don't have no idea, but like the way I look at it is this could be it. Well, I hate the guys that have never fucking played a snap, that sit in there and try to tell you, like a lot of the times the announcers are like, oh they just had this conversation. Like you have no fucking idea what kind of conversation they had. They were so, or oh yeah. that's a that's a uh, offensive line's fault for the not the, the blitz pickup. We're telling it's like, do you know what the blitz call was? He could have mic'd over there, and then it's he slid this way because that's where he's supposed to go, and it has nothing to do with it. like. I don't like when they just make things up. They say it with the, with their chest and definitive, right? definitively, yeah. and then they the people like roll with it, and you're like, you have no idea what the hell is going on. There was you guys know Mark Bowrichter. He comes on the show on Tuesdays. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but there was. 
Yeah, so, so it's very popular now for people that have, you know, YouTube or podcast, fucking podcast, and you know, or whatever. It's called the show. It's a show. They, they'll do their own. <laughs> they'll do their own film study, and they'll, you know, and, and they don't quite know what they're talking about, and they don't know what they're looking at or whatever. And so uh, this guy that has a little bit of a following on on uh, on X on Twitter, Bo Richter was tweeting out about something about a route that a receiver ran, and Bo Richter was a receiver in the NFL, so I think he kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he'd have a and this good guy, and this guy tweets at him, it just it starts, it starts, you know, dressing down what he said and trying to correct him about something, you know, that that, in, that Mark Bowrich knows exactly what it's about. And I'm looking at it, I'm dying laughing because this guy, no, 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 that's not right. What you needed, what what you were trying to do against his own defense or whatever it was, he was correcting him, and then at the same time. <laughs> Texted me, can you believe this? But yeah. it's somewhat offensive. Now, look, we get on the air and second guess calls, or but we speak from a perspective of people that watch football. Yeah, they you just have opinions know, and things you, like that. But it's when guys, I, I know what you're talking about. Just they're telling you, no, this is what happened, and they don't really know because how can you know? You, you know, or know. like well, who, you know who knew you know what said on the sideline, or you have sources, you have people that you trust that give you an idea. But I, I get totally what you're saying. But they're coming after Gary Dieter about the Sky Moore thing. I tell you what, they pin their yeah. ears back and they're coming after him. Well, and, and half so of them, I mean, like, do you think it's warranted? Do you think he was too hard on Sky Moore? No, but the the I I think you I think you told me one of them. Some dude was like, oh, he had more yards in this game than your career. It's like, buddy, he had. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, he might might have had more yards than you in 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 your career. But the fact that you had a fucking career in the NFL and this dude has probably not played a lick since eighth grade football, that's where I'm like, buddy, just sit behind your computer and shut your mouth before before things get ugly. And that guy does he has eight ten on his tag as a freelance. He does not work for Sports Radio Eight Ten. I was gonna ask we were coming in there hot. He worked there, you know. Several years ago, as a part-time guy running the board, he has nothing to do. with I don't even team. want to give him any spotlight, dude. No, that's why I'm not saying. No, his name. but I'm what I'm saying. What I mean is like, there's a lot of slappies out there that think they know what they're talking about. And yeah. If somebody that has played the game and gives a an honest opinion or honest take, you can't like have buddy. Those. That's that's just my. That's how I feel. That's I mean, yeah. we can argue back and forth, but don't fucking bring up like like I know I didn't do fucking really anything stat wise in the NFL, but buddy, like you I vested? played for five years. You vested? Yeah, buddy. Like, then right there. Yeah. Good. That's it right there. That's what you're going to do. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy it. in life. Yeah, exactly. You do, everything's looking up. Look I'm at a, this show. You got this show. I'm a pickleball player. I'm a pickleball you're, player. You, pick, you can't say you're a pickleball player. Did you ask him about what happened with the Vali Lama? Did Nate talk me up? Did he bring it up? Nate hasn't brought anything up yet. All right. Well, we'll, we'll save what that say? for well, We'll save it for the show. Did you win? No, no he we lost win. in the championship. You, he, he, comes, like, he talks a big game. He's never won a tournament since he's been on the show. Who'd you lose to? Uh, they were they were good players, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do. But who are they? Uh, was it, was it a celebrity or something? Or no, like no, it? they were they were wearing uh, just paddles t-shirts. They're hard hardcore pickleball guys, but definitely should have won. It wasn't my fault, but I mean I'm not gonna. Oh, sit who here was your partner? It's just, he's a buddy. He's a good buddy. He's a, I mean he didn't have his best day. There's nothing wrong with that. Who's his fault? His name's Nate. Nate who? Not Bukady. Honestly, I, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't know why we're even talking about this. Listen. He brought it up. Yeah. Have you yeah. done? So looking back at all your interviews, one, have you done your dream interview? And two, have you done any interviews or asked any questions where you thought you might get beat up because you asked that question? Oh, shit. Um, 
I really wanted to interview Canelo Alvarez, and that happened mm-hmm. over the summer at the American Century Championship. That was fantastic. I mean, when I was a kid, I always wanted to interview George Brett and Len Dawson. I was lucky enough to interview both of those guys. Um, I, my dream interview, I would want to interview Sylvester Stallone. Because, I mean, that is all the Rocky movies and the Rambo movies and everything mm-hmm. else. And I just, I love Sylvester Stallone. I would love to interview him. Um, and so that would be my dream interview of, of the people that are still living. Uh, I tell you, one time I thought I was going to get beat up and it wasn't doing, getting an interview. I was in Vegas doing my show uh, in the, in the, on, on Radio Row in the week leading up to uh, the Floyd Mayweather-Victor Ortiz fight. Victor Ortiz was from Garden City, Kansas. We train in Kansas City every now and again. We struck up a friendship. And so after he won the welterweight title, he came to town, and we made a couple of appearances. And he got to be a really good friend of, of, of mine and the family. And so uh, then, he, I mean, I, I was with him when he signed the contract to fight Mayweather. Uh, and he signed it here in Kansas City. And so then I went out to do my show out there and spent some time at his house leading up to the fight. It was a great experience until, you know, what happened in the fight, and he, he, he lost in that bizarre fashion. But uh, so one day, and it, it was like the Thursday before the fight, I'm doing my show, and someone had said, uh, Tyson's coming over here now. Tyson's coming over. And I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. It's Mike Tyson. And then this is, a, you know, it did nothing else. I got to get a picture with Mike. It's fucking Mike Tyson, yeah. right? Because he ain't going to do any interviews. But he was coming there to do, I think, one interview with a network. That, you know, that was it. And give his opinion. on, And then he was going to be and then he's gone. And everyone was, was, you know, saying, just get out of his way. You know, it's Mike Tyson. You don't fucking know. I mean, he might yell at you. I mean, there's been a story that he got asked the wrong question in an interview, and he stabbed a guy, had a reporter with a fork in his hand. Beat those guys up on the plane, too, right? Yeah, yeah. when they were jacking with him. There was an interview when someone (laughs) brought up him going to jail, and he got threatened to beat the shit out of that. Because, you know, it's wild. It's Mike Tyson, right? And so he comes in there with his entourage, and I didn't know. They hadn't said that don't go ask him for pictures. Do not ask him for a fucking picture or an autograph. Because he's planted there the MGM Grand in some little, some store, some whatever. Uh, and he was going to be there later that day and the next day. And it was like $400 to take a picture with him. There would be people lined up. This one after. So he ain't giving away free shit, right? Yeah. And so he goes in. And before security can get there, Seren Petro who does our afternoon show. He was out there too. And I gave him my phone. And I said, I'm running up there. And I'm getting next to him. Take this fucking picture and don't fuck it up. Don't, this is it. Don't miss one shot. And so I run up there and I just, I, I, I put my hand on his shoulder and I grab his hand and shake his hand. I said, Mike, can I get a picture real quick? And he turns and I'm, 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 got his, I'm shaking his hand. He looks at the thing. Petro snapped it. Perfect picture. Still got it. I'll show you guys on Thursday. Wonderful picture. But then after he takes a picture, He's got my fucking hand, and he starts squeezing my fucking hand, and it fucking hurts, and he's got a hold of it, yeah. and he ain't letting go. And he goes, he goes, I said no fucking pictures! And he's still got my hand. And, I'm, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm dead. he's breaking my fucking hand. There's nothing, what am I going to do? You know, quick, Give him a quick one. I'm, no, I'm kind of thinking, then but then I'm thinking, break it, Mike, so that I can fucking I sue mean, you. Whatever. I'm doing whatever. Oh, but he's, he's, but he, it's, it's Tyson. He's got a hold of me, right? He's got a hold of me, and he squeezes my fucker. Yeah, and then he lets go. And I'll give, thanks for the pick, Mike. And I'm gone, right? Yeah. And then he's screaming again. Well, I fucking told you guys no pictures. And just going fucking ape shit. 
Best oh, picture yes. I've ever had. But let me tell you something. And there's a lot, like, there's a lot of ideas. What could I have done? What should I have done? When Mike Tyson has a hold of your hand and he's fucking mad, Nothing. all those ideas go out the window. Everyone's got, like, like he said one time, everyone's got a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. Everyone's got a game plan until Mike Tyson's got to hold your hand ready to break every fucking bone in it. And he would have, too, I think. Could you take a punch from him then? I think I could. You know, you might got, you guys might have to come see me at St. Luke's later. But I think, you know, I could take a punch. But Yeah, you know, I mean, you could get, you could take one. Gold yeah, gloves, buddy. I, take, I might take Golden a couple. Gloves. I don't know. No, Just you, don't you hit me in the stomach. That's, give him that's one my, back. That's my soft underbelly now. I throw, I throw hands with him. Yeah, I mean, it won't be great, but like you could. It wouldn't be great. And I'd lose. And I'd get, I'd get knocked out in devastating fashion. But yeah, I'd, I'd go out on my shield. You always have it. That's why say, hey, I got knocked out by Mike Tyson. But that's why I would not have been a good fighter because I had no reach. And I was willing to get in these, you know, I was, my shelf life was very short, like me. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. There's some M uh, NBA, I think, what's his name? Some NBA player, former NBA player, is calling out, saying that he could beat up John Jones. No. He's a 6'8", like, uh, small no. forward, like, 6'8", no. 215. Some of these dudes just get matter. a little too excited. I'm like, bro. That's like when I brought up, uh, I remember McColl, I think it was McColl, Tyreek, and D-Rob. Three-on-one versus Khabib. No. I'm like, bro, do you guys realize once he gets hands on one of you, it's over for one of you. He and grew then, up wrestling bears. And then he's going to go to the next guy and probably kill you. And yeah. then go to the next guy, and it's one-on-one. -on -one. Buddy, you don't want that. That's like one-on-one no. -on -one with me. And there's like nothing you could do to him to hurt him. What did he just, he just throw, throw that yeah. in there? Yeah. There's nothing you could do to hurt him. No. You know, Dog. I'd actually pay money to see that, though. What? Those three fight him. Yeah, I mean, nowadays. I'd like, actually like to throw you in the ring, too. Four on one? Just, just to see. You now, four on one's a little bit different. Like. Just get your ass kicked. Do you think he'll ever fight? No, An exhibition fight. or something? No, he won't fight. Ever. He knows I can make it happen. I know. He so won't quick do with it. A, just a phone call. Unless it's a charity event, like, and he's fighting eight, then maybe that would, that would work. I would fight Sherman. See, this is what he How always would you says. you fight me? Because I'd beat your ass. You know oh, what, I mean? what, what kind of fight are we talking about? Whatever. I mean, UFC, I'm going to get you to the ground, and it's yeah. going to be over. Let's say it's okay. Not boxing. It's, oh, it's three-round boxing. Guns and no, hoes. Three boxing. You can't boxing. No, I mean, I can take a hit. For, he's not going to hit. No. Buddy, you're scared. Just, it, that's too much. I like. I need to get on the like, I'm more of a ground ground and pound. Like, so you'd want, to, you need you to get, have to have grappling involved. I need to get him picked up, body slammed. But Sherm, Sherm thinks he could, like, it's like if we made this and we did this like next year, he thinks he could just go the whole year and like I would go do some like classes. Like, buddy, I would smoke your ass. Is that what you, he says? He you're will prepare, a, but you won't. You're 145 pounds. <laughs> Don't ever disrespect me like that, buddy. Been 215 for 10 years. That's cute. I just know I whoop your ass. Oh, I feel so bad for you. You're so stupid. You're just my little boy sometimes, man. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, you. Can you get out of my house. This is my studio. Do you guys ever want to spar? I can get that set up as well. No, I'd love sure. to see Garrick spar someone that actually see, knows how like, to fight. I want to, I want to spar you. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do, and it's going to happen. No, we don't want to see that. Who do you think would honestly win sparring, boxing? What's it, what, what, what's, what's, he sounds scared. You're, but you're, you're like reluctant. You say, I don't know, I'm not going to box. I just, there's no reason to. But what if you had to, like for charity, what you had to just to prove yourself? I mean, I would knock him out. <laughs> so that's just asking, you knock him out. I would knock him out. What if we had like 12 ounce gloves or I mean, you still knock him out? I mean, I can use the 12 ounce gloves. He couldn't. They're too, be too heavy for him. Right. Wow. This guy's fucking crazy, but like, that's all right. You don't think his, his speed, 
his footwork, athleticism, or the length with his jab would matter. Buddy, you would just knock him out. I'm in here every day throwing up 120s. Like, you don't think that thing's coming. That thing's. Buddy, who's the fucking 120s are they? What does that do with anything? I'm still throwing this them up. This is my up. fucking gym. I know that. And that's that's why I have that advantage. I'm in your own house, lifting your own weights, buddy. It's, all I have to do is change the code on the door. And you see, don't get to come is, in anymore. He's scared. It's all right. I mean, he, talk, he talks this big shit. Like, I'm, I'm opening my house to you to let you work out. And I'm very appreciative. And I, and I well, love working what? out Guess what? Now there's going to be a cash, a drop-off box. You better is he it. here every day? Almost every day, yeah. And the only days that he's not, it's probably the weekend. been up all night. Throwing up these 120s? Yeah. Not every day throwing up the 120s, but he, I mean, he Most got them up. Do you ever work out with him? We used to. He decides to come at this five, five o'clock in the morning. I have three, oh, I have three kids, so. I, yeah, he's at a different stage of life. So, like, my three kids are at school. Yeah. His are not. not yeah. So, he's got to get it way. in before they get up. Would you say, uh, speaking of kids, obviously, you have a great family. You're very uh, involved. What's your uh, coaching style like? You, you, you coach your daughter's basketball team. Uh, highly motivational. Uh, I, I give several uh, fire and brimstone speeches. Uh, not, not very good when it comes to the X's and O's. You know, uh, we, we ran a you know, full court pressure defense. Um, you know, and, and so I, I, what I try to get out of them, most importantly, uh, all kidding aside, is I always wanted them to give max effort. And I'd always tell I don't, you know, the scoreboard will take care of itself. You play defense, you don't back down from nobody, and you give everything you got. I always give the speech because they knew I was, I used to, I used to box back in the day. I said, look, you got five players out there on the court, be like five fingers on your hand. I go into the ring when I was a boxer, said nothing, slap somebody, we, whatever else, put those five together, make it into a fist, you could knock anyone out. Five players together on the court at the same time could be powerful, and you could knock out Goliath because you're David, and I believe in you, and I love in you. Now you go out there and you beat the hell out of these other seventh grade girls. Let's go! Let's Come go! On. Run through a fucking wall for me, twins. That's, I like that. That's the type of speech, except for the f bomb. But I'd motivate. But then it was time, like you know, what, what do we do against this defense? Like fuck, I don't know. Go try. Go make a shot. Kind of got me fired up right now, buddy. Shoot the ball. You're you know what I mean? But, but that, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a motivator. My team, was gonna be, here in a little bit. my team was going to be in shape, and my team was going to out-effort the other team. You can give them that speech when you get to practice today? I might. I might have to. You ever want to bring me in? I'll talk to those kids. I'll get yeah. those kids ready to run through any wall nine, you got in front of them. Nine-U football team. Had a, oh, you want to talk about defensive fest the other day. Let's go. 12-8. Final score, team freedom with a W. Sounds like the Chiefs, buddy. 12-8. Hey. Our defensive team, though. Score, don't give up. That's it. Like that. I'm gonna tell you what I'm. I'm. I'm I thought I was. I thought you guys were gonna try to dig more, uh, dig deeper into some shit with me. I'm. I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to. Certainly, so, go into the vault. It's only your first time on. I got some dark shit I can talk about. Oh yeah, we gotta. You know? I mean, we'll get there. Not now. Cause oh, you gotta. You've gotta go with. That, the, well, softball. Game. There's a softball game I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go see uh, the St. Pius JV team, and see my daughter play uh, somewhere in the outfield, and uh, you know they move her around. Why don't you uh, tell? Stephen, like what what happened? You can't you can't come to come to a football game that we've been talking to for. Well, I was gonna tell him uh, about a, you on know, Thursday, but yeah, I mean, I forgot the Yankees are in town, and I have had this planned as long as probably before that we had this football game planned. Not uh, true, but continue. Yes, I have. Uh, my parents' family's coming into town for the Yanks, but uh, for, for our homecoming game, he ain't going. Our yeah, Anthony's gonna be there. It was gonna be our homecoming though. 
we were coming home together as, as friends, as a family. We're going to cross that Italian threshold. sausages. We, I mean, we had they the whole had night the plan. the sausages out. waiting for us. The sausage was going to eat a sausage. There's not many things I'm picking over that, but the Yankees, like. Fuck the Yankees, man. What have the Yankees done this year to deserve your presence at that fucking game? Not much. Honestly. And, and how many games do they have that week? I mean, is that the, la- like the only game they're coming in for? If it, Are you going to the whole series? No, it's Friday, Saturday. But listen, oh, listen, listen. Go, when do they come in? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. Listen. Go on Saturday and Sunday. Just listen. I might come to the football game if the Yankees are officially eliminated from the playoffs. There ain't no if. I can tell you they're going to be eliminated. No, listen. They're six games back of the wild card. How the many teams left? The, the team in front of them, Blue Jays, they play them six more times. Three of them starting tonight. There's I think there's nine games left. No, 12 games left. So anything can happen, man. It's baseball. It's last. So we'll expect him to be at the game because they're, they're going to shit the bed. Right. Like every other year. So if, if they're out, you're coming to the, the St. Pius game. Answer. I'm not going to say yes or no. But you just said you would. I said I might. You it said I would depends. come. I will come to the game if. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Is there going to be some event that's going to happen now all of a sudden that you're not going to be there? You no, I'm going to be there. Okay. I mean, I, I right. don't think it's going to be much of a I mean, of a this game. is the guy that's bad, fucking but, bailed out of every fucking event we've had since I've been working um, with you guys. Is that what you've done? I'm pretty sure I've been. We went to golf. We golfed. Yeah, he went to the ALS tournament. Multiple golf charity events together. Yeah. Hollywood Casino. The Saberhagen tournament. Hollywood Casino. Um, he didn't go to the uh, dinner. Saberhagen. No, I didn't. I'm no, I didn't go he to, went the to the dinner, tournament, but I though. went to the golf tournament. I mean, there's only one way to settle this, and you know what it is. So, yeah, get the Ogcon ready. Well, Stephen, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, we're did we're, I cuss too much? No, not no. you guys didn't match my. Cu- I was like, I went in. I think we did, but I, I don't think, think it you noticed. I don't I think it's like it's funny because when you, I grew up on the East Coast. And that is the, the, the cuss words are normal vocabulary. Doesn't matter. Right. That's right. Anyone. It, it doesn't well, that's, matter. That's how I grew up. Yeah. With my so what I mean is it, I don't even pay attention to it. Right. Because I'm just so accustomed to it. And I think it's the same thing with you. You probably didn't even hear it because you're just accustomed to, you know, when you're right. not on air having to. Yeah. Once you get going. Like I almost said shit the other day on, on the morning I wish show you would the though. Day. I, I, I did it in our show. I've said mistake. it one time too. On your show, sometimes you gotta say it. If you don't, cu- if you don't curse that often, when you do curse on the air, then it it, it means something. I think it's, it's like Andy Reid when he curses, like oh boy, he cussed. Oh, when he ooh. right, redhead redhead comes out when he's cussed. <laughs> I've been there. I've I've seen that at training camp, and you know what's coming after this. Start the period over, run it back. Oh, you don't want that. No, no. Marcus Peters, especially nine on seven. You said Marcus Peters. Yeah. Oh, he, Marcus Peters, would get on the Started the whole practice over. Uh, yeah, we were at like seven on seven, like halfway through. Good times. Good Marcus times. Peters did. I'm, I'm going to give him credit. He did give me my defensive rep because he was, because he didn't want to play anymore. I love Marcus. I mean, I never had an issue with him. No, I didn't have an issue with Marcus me, either. So. Did, yeah. did, did any coaches have an issue with him? Uh, Yeah. Let's say that. Sutton. Sutton. But you know who, you know who could kind of wrangle him in eb oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you can relate with somebody yeah i'm just saying did he did he ever get into a scrap with the coach no did he? i don't know that's I'm, what the word was on the street um yes not an actual physical a little push and a shove maybe a little Ooh. this and that 
Caveman. Dave Tobe. Yeah, that's what I heard. That was at the game, wasn't it? It was at the game, but it was also on the bus. Remember, he was cussing at the I bus driver. This, I, I heard the bus. That's I wasn't. That's, so that's was, what was always said. So he, he was. I wasn't on the bus. I wasn't on that bus, but I remember. Who? Someone told me. Was it you? No, you were on my bus. I don't remember what it was, but all I know is that he, I guess he was like, he was cussing about the bus not driving or going, driving crazy or whatever. Rams game? No, I don't remember what game it was. But he was yelling to the bus driver and. and was it the game he took of, his shoes off? I think it was the Jets okay. game. Yeah. And it was the Jets or Giants. I think we played. It was the Jets, I believe. I'm not sure what game. We played them back to back, I think, weeks. Yeah, it was one of those games. And, uh, Tobe stood up and was like, just shut the fuck up and sit down. I'm so sick of your shit. And everyone was like, oh, God. And then, like, Tobe sat there. I, oh, it was Zombo, they told me. Um, Tobe would s- sat there and waited for Marcus to get off the bus before he would move. And he was yeah. up at the front of the bus. So he made sure everyone else got off and waited on that bus. That's when Tobe was scary, though. Well, that's when, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, Mizzou guy. Tobe with someone's ass. Oh, he would. Yeah. yeah. That's why I call him the caveman. You could, see, you, could see, you could see that. Yeah. He he used to be. Sometimes uh, if you ask him a question, he don't like it. Then probably he'll flex a little bit. You'll see that, you know, you know, it's almost like, you know. He would be intimidated. A show of strength. Like, okay, oh, yeah. fuck. I have to ask him another question. Oh, yeah. Tobe. Tobe's awesome. He's kind of soft now, but. Wow. I haven't been there long enough. Is that though. accurate? I don't know. That's a statement. I mean, it's a statement that he, you know? he, he would be privy to because I wasn't there when Tobe. Mm. Supposedly, I think, got, I think he would. I also admit think that I was his little enforcer, so I think that might have helped his well, I, cause. I think he would. He would admit he had to change his ways. I think he knows that the it's not. It's really not. I shouldn't say he's soft. The players are soft, so he's got to be soft. Who's his enforcer now? Nobody. I don't know. Definitely nobody. When I was there, when Sherm left, it was like no holds bars in that special teams room. You have to give him a talking to. No. Come on. Uh, no way. I mean, my maybe first one year. time. Maybe one time. One time. I my think. first maybe year, his phone like, went off or something. No. Not, what was he doing? No, no, no. My phone would never go off. Your phone went Were off. You physical, late? physical mistakes. Did you I was get your phone in a punts. fucking meeting? No, I was dropping punts. It was because my first year, they had me catching punts. I never really did. I did it one game in college, and it was the national championship. Did well. You lost. We lost, but caught every punt. Coach had confidence in me. So then I go to the Chiefs. They're like, yeah, the more you can do, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. So I like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna do everything on special teams. Go catch punts before practice, and like, I'm not dropping any punts. So like, all right, let's just see what he can do. So I'm back there, and this is Colquitt punting at the time, and he's this is like his third to last year, so he was still punting the ball pretty fucking good, like leading the league in average. Well, all the that. lefty, he's got that curve on it too. It tails and his away. ball will go straight up and straight down, and you didn't know if it was coming straight down, going this way, going that way. And I dropped like four punts in one practice, and Tobe just cussed me out. It's like, this shit's not going to fucking cut it. Was that when he came up? His, you know. No, Sherm came up to me when I was like in the training room for like a broken nail or something. But no, I, I did find, I remember finding you. I don't think you ever paid, but what do you think when he comes in and trying to enforce things? Like, oh shit, guys respect. Like this people guy. respect it. I guys mean, guys are paid up. That's why I say like the fullback position's not what it like. This guy comes like in his day, like he's got the fucking mullet. Like he's kind of yeah. intimidating or looking. The mohawk. Well, I don't have. A that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I wish I had a mullet, <laughs> buddy. I, if I had a mullet, I'd still. Like, have I it. just wish I had hair. Yeah, anything of any fashion. 
Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, Sherm was definitely. No, we would, I'd collect the fines. We'd we have our own fine system. We keep the money and go out to eat after, after the. Uh, then, I didn't the get year. invited that year. Uh, My first year, I didn't get I, invited. I feel to like you did, dinner. but I, I, yeah, I know you always say you didn't. But it's fine. I mean, that's kind of fucking bullshit. You don't invite the guy that tries hardest at practice. I don't know if you did. Did you knowingly not invite him, or was it just an oversight? Oversight. I think. I mean, I don't you believe I, that. I, I, no, I, I don't remember. Be, I don't. Everyone was in the hallway for Coach Reed. You know, everyone exit meetings. We all go out there and we we uh, we see about a coach, and you know, he tells us, you know, what we're, where we're at and kind of things going moving forward. And uh, I remember saying to the group, "Hey, we're, we're going to do special teams dinner tonight. If anyone's still in town, we're going to go Gordon uh, Gold. Where is it? Gordon Beersh? I wouldn't know. Over there in Leewood, we go every <laughs> year, but." Yeah, I mean, it's not my fault that he maybe he wasn't in the hallway or didn't hear me say it or, I mean, whatever. It is what it so is. So there was no, like, email that you left him out of? No, or no, invitations no and, uh, nothing like that. It was just everyone with an earshot. And, you yeah. know, whoever hears it, hears it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not going to sit here and fucking yeah. count. Yeah, so we'd always try to, sp- I mean, we'd go somewhere reasonable um, to spend the money because then always usually we have more. We'd give a nice tip. And then whatever was left, we'd give to the assistant. Special teams coach. But you felt slighted because you're thinking, here I am working my ass off. This guy's a special teams dinner, and he goes out of his way not to invite me. Fuck this. I don't like that. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, I made up for it, though. I invited you. We, we hit it off at the NASCAR event. Yeah, I got your you hot passes bad. and shit. And yeah, you felt bad. So the next Did year, you feel bad? I didn't feel bad. No, not at all. But the next but year, he, he was a little bit nicer to me. He says he didn't feel bad at no, all. No, it's tough, dude. I told you, and I, I'm, it's, it's sad to say, but, like, you have to – it sucks, but you have to be like close on who you become close with. Oh, hey, like, I agree. When, I agree with that in life. Yeah. When you're a veteran, well, when you're a veteran guy in the league, like you've seen a lot of guys that you've might like really enjoy being around younger guys or whatever, and then next thing you know, they're gone and you never see them again. You're like, well, fuck, what the hell was that for? Right. So you just have to make sure that these guys are here and they're they're willing to, to buy buy in and, and take it. And he was, and now look at us. He warmed you. Warmed up to him. I warmed up to him. He proved himself. I mean, before he was that guy that was like, buddy, buddy. You know, we there's a debate. You know, who had the hair before? Was it him or Pat? So there's that. That's a debate. I mean, it's not because it's you changed your haircut because he had he became too popular. Or I just was like, all right, I'm. You know his nickname? I'm 26. What's his nickname? Coach Reed's nickname for him? What was it? Sheepdog. Sheepdog. Yeah. I I mean, I don't. I never understood it when I. Have you ever seen a sheepdog's hair? Doggone it. <clears throat> yeah, but. It looked like well, he had the Mahomes. So, so he would had, go to his barber and say, give me the Mahomes. Who had the hair first? Mahomes had it. That's fucking funny, Sean. So, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this for the people. So right. Mahomes had this hair, and he goes to the barber and said, give me the Mahomes. They both had the same. I, 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 I like the bullshit with him the now. <laughs> They both had the did same he, did style Did he take a picture and he goes, give me this? I think so. No, buddy, listen. If that's what happens, I'm fucking big deal. Three, I'm three years older than the guy. I had the fucking Mohawk. Fashion knows no age. My senior year of high school, and then just kept it through my college career. Got here, and what do you know? The first round pick has the same haircut. So like after the season, it's a hell of a I coincidence. Think, I think I cut it off and was like, all right, let me just. I'm, I'm my own man. Let me be my own man. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think that's what okay, happened. Well, but the right. way it looked, and he'd sit back there in the meetings, it looked like a sheepdog, like a uh, like the actual dog with the hair. Well, it was well, like they, blonde. It was you, you know, look up like what sheepdog means. So it's like a protector, you know what I mean? So 
No, I, I trust me. I know. I, there's three types. So of I think that's why I'm named Sheepdog. Like I'm the protector of my guys. <clears throat> Is that why Andy Reid called the Sheepdog? No, no, protector it's of not, men. It's not. No. It's not. You don't all, know but, that though. But I do know that. I'll bring it up. I'll say, Coach, Sheepdog has a couple meanings. What I interpreted you gave me the nickname is because I was a protector of the guys. Like he would I'm, laugh. He I'm would the give guy. You, he would give you that laugh. I'm the guy to like make sure everybody's doing what they're doing, staying in line. Like the receivers were a little crazy, but like Buddy, you, hey, the, you were a fucking instigator of the whole group. <laughs> the sheepdogs there, like the sheepdogs. Yeah, but you were the instigator. I you was. and G. Lou. Yes, hundred percent. And instigated the whole everything. Yeah, one thousand percent. But you got to have that guy too. Like there's a good balance. Yeah. All right. I think we're done. I think we're well over our time here. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll see you Thursday. See you in a couple of days, man. I want to be like Don Rickles was on Johnny Carson. I want to be a recurring guest to come in yes. from time to time. I, we would absolutely love that. All right. Once a month or you want uh, once more? A month, fuck, once a month, that's great. You know, I got a lot of shit to say. Come on. You know? And I want to say it with you guys. We bonded here. This was something special. You guys saw something on camera. It happened together. It's organic. I can't explain it, but I feel it, and it's here for you to see. It's a gift. There it is. Well, we appreciate your presence. Thank you. And you're a great man. Thank both of you.